Hi, I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to That's Life, I Swear. This is a follow-up to last week's episode of Snake Island, a year later. In our last episode, I shared with you how 80 Ukrainian soldiers occupied Snake Island. Their mission was to protect the island from the Russian takeover. The odds were stacked against them. But Captain Hotsky and his team saw it only one way. Defend, and if required, die defending to the last man. Let's jump into this. In the previous episode, we ended with the Russian bombing Snake Island and taking it over. Ukraine thought that the 80 men defending the island died in the process. A priest was sent out to bring the dead soldiers back for military burial. Upon landing on the island, he discovers that all the men had been taken prisoners and that the island was now under Russian control. It was then that the priest, Father Vasilo Varadsov, was handcuffed and taken prisoner. Our story picks up here. The phrase, Russia warship, go fuck yourself, went viral. It quickly became an international battle cry. It became a symbol of Ukraine's heroic defiance in the face of Russia and its aggression. The five words went on a great journey, traveling far beyond the transmission station where they were first uttered. They perfectly summed up Ukraine's response to Russia's assault, to its arrogance, and presumption that Ukraine would just roll over. It didn't take long for the phrase to appear everywhere, from electronic road signs, in cafes, shops, Ukrainian government buildings, and on the uniforms of soldiers fighting and dying on the front line. What was it about this phrase that gave it legs? One explanation was Zelensky himself, a master communicator who understood the power of messaging. He quickly understood that the story of Snake Island and its brave defenders was a powerful PR message. It inspired support at home and inviting international support and, more importantly, military aid from abroad. In March of 2022, speaking to the House of Commons in London, Zelensky referenced Churchill's finest hour speech and pledged to fight the Russians to never surrender, much as Britain had done in the darkest days of the Second World War. He told the British MPs, when a Russian ship demanded that our guys lay down their weapons, they answered him as firmly as one cannot say in this parliament. And we felt the power. The great power of our people who would persecute the invader to the end. Now you're probably wondering what happened to Hotsky and his team. Turns out he was very much alive. On the day of the invasion, the Moskva bombarded Snake Island relentlessly. Two Russian groups stormed the territory in darkness, approaching from north and south. The defenders of the island realized it was hopeless. They were outnumbered and cut off. The decision was made to lay their arms down and surrender. The entire Ukrainian team were loaded into a boat and taken, blindfolded to a naval base somewhere located in Crimea, about a 24-hour sea journey. In March of 2022, Hotsky found himself being blindfolded again and flown 620 miles to a Russian city somewhere located in the eastern part of Ukraine. He found himself in a detention center locked in a cell with two other Ukrainian soldiers. His team was located in another quarter in the same detention center. As for our priest, Vader Varozov was taken to a processing camp. 
He had no idea where he was. He was as lost as lost could be. All prisoners were forced to wear nothing but t-shirts and to kneel outside in the snow for two or three hours with their arms behind their heads. I mean, if you dare raise your head to look around, they would just whack you with the butt of a gun, the priest recalled. The prisoners finally received food on the third day of their capture. The torture intensified for the priest, and he was transferred to another detention center, and ironically was put in the same penal institution as Hotsky. The Russians slowly started to play with his mind and belittle him as a human being. They took away his priest's robes, cut off his ponytail, and handed him a black uniform. And if that wasn't worse, they began to beat him. He soon found himself on the cell thinking he was alone, but found himself reunited with two other pastors and the doctor who had accompanied him to Snake Island. The worst moment came in late March for our priest, when the guards stripped him naked and placed him in a cell, which was called a freezing punishment cell, with rubber walls. For the next three days, he found himself in a cell that was impossible to sit or lie down. It was freezing cold and virtually impossible getting sleep. He found moments when he felt like he was losing his mind and that all hope of rescue was never coming. He once said goodbye to life and prayed he would die soon. He said he was losing the will to live any longer. In April of 2022, Hotsky's horror ended. He boarded a plane that flew somewhere to Crimea. When he arrived, his eyes were covered with a mask and then driven in a truck through the southern part of Ukraine to a crossing point somewhere. Upon arrival, his mask was removed and taken off the truck. He thought for a moment, was this the end? Was he going to be shot on this dirt road and left for dead? Much to his surprise, he was part of a prisoner exchange. The Russians handed back Hotsky and eight other soldiers captured on Snake Island. He couldn't believe it when he saw his soldiers and happy knowing that he was out of prison. During the same month, our priest learned that the release of two other priests and the medic that were with him the day they went to Snake Island were being released. Hearing this news only made him feel distraught, wondering if he would ever be released. Well, it finally happened. He got out in May in a similar prisoner swap. He had lost a lot of weight, about 33 pounds, as a result of terrible food. When Hotsky returned home, he found he was a national hero and was promoted to major. Later, Selinsky gave a medal to Roman Ryboff, a border service employee stationed with Hotsky on Snake Island, who was given credit for being the person who told the Russian warship to go fuck itself. With the return of Vasilo and Hotsky, plus Roman being awarded with a medal from President Zelensky, another idea came to the surface that would celebrate the bravery of Ukraine's men on Snake Island. Igor Smelomensky, who was the general director of the National Post Office Service, started a stamp contest and asked the Ukrainian people to submit ideas commemorating the Battle of Snake Island. He had over 50-plus entries to select from for a new postal stamp. In the end, the winning stamp was of a Ukrainian soldier giving the middle finger to a large gray warship, the Moskov. On the margins of the perforated sheets were the words, Russian warship, go fuck yourself, and glory to Ukraine and to the heroes, glory. 
It didn't take long for the stamp to bring the Ukrainian people to their feet and cheer. They found the stamp to be representative of their strong defiance against Russia. It was democratic, just like Ukraine. Once the stamp was available at the various local post offices, the lines to purchase were very long. The Ukrainian people were very patient. They waited in line, didn't leave their place in line, even when the air raid siren sounded. Igor was overwhelmed with the people's response to the stamp. He walked outside his office and took time to pose for selfies, holding a sheet of the new stamps. There were over 70,000 stamps on sale that day, which went very fast. The stamp was a sensation, a piece of history. Ironically, Ukraine launched two Neptune anti-ship cruise missiles the following evening from a secret mission that slammed into the Moscow, about 80 miles south of Odessa, close to Snake Island. The Moscow was the first Russian flagship to be sunk since the 1905 Russian-Japanese War and the largest boat to be lost in conflict since 1945. It's now resting at the bottom of the Black Sea. On June 30th, 2022, four months after the initial attack, the Russians left Snake Island. Russia said he was leaving the island as a goodwill gesture. Right. The island was deserted once more. But for now, Snake Island is free. And it is Ukrainian. What can we take from this story? What's the takeaway? Let it be said that the Ukrainian people are tough as granite, but took place on Snake Island was symbolic of Ukraine's demeanor to never think of the impossible, but rather the possible. The Ukrainian citizens said it best when they were purchasing the Snake Island Posha stamp the first day of its release. And I quote, It's a symbol. It shows our inner patriotism. I feel this, she says. Snake Island didn't surrender. I'm not going to surrender. Nor is my husband. Take a look at the queue. The stamp is a bit of paper. It may be small, but it's powerful. The same as Ukraine. End quote. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website that you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts for show notes calling out key pieces of content mentioned and the episode transcript. As always, a thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.